All right, you ready? Should we just start over? Did you, did you hit record? Yeah. Ah, we're fine. Ah, Joe's got it. Hey, Thanks. Joey, doing Joe. a good job there, Joey. Joey, you're doing, you're doing good work, kid. You're doing good work. Doing good, just great work. Just great work. Everyone loves it. Everyone Keep it up. Loves it. What have you been up to today, Luke? Oh, you know, having some chats, doing some things. Having some chats. You're very cryptic. What are, you, what are you doing? Well, I'm glad you asked. I have been watching a lot of YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, plot what? twist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been working. Today was a, today was a fun day of worky work. I had to send out about eight eight. It feels like eight. It was actually two contracts. Contracts are like the dumbest, easiest thing, and it's so annoying that I suck at it. So it's just. I got two. I got a big event this weekend. I'm going to Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that'll be a nice break. Then I f- remembered you were in Houston. It's cold and ugly here. Hey, well, it's about to be 30 degrees. How, what's the temperature there? Like 30 degrees and overcast. Actually, right now. Nah, who knows? It's <laughs> probably. Oh, my gosh. This microphone. Oh, Luke, you need to remember to buy another thing. You didn't buy one yet? No. I just need to go. and I need to do it online. Yeah, I would just do it on Amazon or else go to Best Buy. They're super cheap. They're not expensive at all for like a three-foot microphone cable. I'm telling you, son. I have them in multiple colors. Mike cable. <laughs> Doing it. Looking at it right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like 11 bucks. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You good, girl. You good. Shoot. Shoot. All right. I'll get that. All right. It's in my cart. Cool. Yeah, so today I received a text message from a Catching Foxes fan. Happens. It happens. And Brianna said, hey, I have some, or it was yesterday, and she's like, hey, I have some stuff you had mentioned on about YouTube on the last episode. I wanted to send this to you. And I was like, cool, okay. And it said how shorts, YouTube shorts broke the internet, um, and it's from Game Theory. And the Game Theorist channel. And I like the Game Theorist. Game Theorist, the Film Theorist. Film Theorist is a great channel. And it's a handful of YouTubers that have been doing this for years and years and years since YouTube was nothing. And they're one of the multi-million It was views. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Chances are you'd know him if you especially know, what's his name, Matt Pat. You'd know his voice. He does a lot of, like, voiceover stuff for videos that have been popular. He's got a great, like, funny announcer voice. But um, so she sent me why everyone hates YouTube shorts. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. That seems to run along one of the things that I was thinking about. And then I Mm -hmm. saw a couple episodes earlier, because mostly it's about video games, uh, game theorists. And then I went a couple episodes earlier and I've seen this in my feed and I just never watched it. And I've seen the thumbnail of Mr. Beast in front of a gold yacht. And then they put three other people from the game theorists in front of it. And it, it says the thumbnail says all the same. Why YouTube feels boring. And I thought, oh, this is this is interesting. So I watched That's not both true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I watched both of them and it, it's so fascinating to me. So the, the first thing I wanted to say was it's so fascinating to me. YouTube is one of the most remarkable platforms that exists in the world. Mm-hmm. So if, if you think of what happens, like video when the internet was young was painful. Right? Mm-hmm. You remember video? Back real, on dial real up player, or, <laughs> real player and real audio. Rhapsody. Oh gosh, what a time uh, to be day, alive! 
Yeah, yeah. And then you would get and and they were they were like postage stamp size videos. They were grainy. You could barely make out what they were. And it was so funny because you knew this was the future because this is the coolest thing in the universe, right? Watching video, mm-hmm. watching any video ever, like cool. Then um and we mentioned this last time, like the Daily Show and the Colbert Report, clips of it started being uploaded illegally onto the internet. And that's what brought a lot of mainstream people into YouTube. Um, but I remember there was a stat in like 2015 that said every minute YouTube has 24 hours worth of new content uploaded. I, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Like how wild is it? Like the, the sheer amount of content that is being uploaded. Most YouTube channels have like five videos or three videos. Yeah. It's everyone like, hey, YouTube. And then they go back and they watch themselves and they realize, like, like, I'm looking at myself right now. It's like the lighting sucks. The camera sucks. Everything mm-hmm. sucks. I'm not doing this. The host you sucks. Know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, he, he hates. I hate and love myself. <laughs> but it was it was interesting because uh, I follow CGP Gray, who is a YouTuber. He makes educational content. Started talking about this. But this was his theory that I thought was so interesting. Okay, And I wanted to go through this, and I wanted you to give me your feedback, because I think yeah. with all the stuff that you've been doing with the Mendoza School of Business and uh, at, what, what institution was that at? I don't remember. I, I do remember that it's the one of, if not the greatest Catholic university in the world that uh, 50% of this podcast uh, goes to and has a very high G- GPA at. Anyways, sorry. Keep going. It, it'll it'll come to me it'll come to us it'll come to us it'll, it'll come. Yeah. no that's not it um Rudy? anywho so the the thing that was fascinating was cgp gray laid out this idea this economic principle where it's essentially called the it's called the the principle of the missing middle and i'd never heard of this before but it makes total sense so whenever you have a market and this could be any market once it gets mature enough Right. Once you hit a saturation point in that market, one of two things happen. You have the people who realize, well, if we want to make a lot of money, we have to scale down the volume and we have to make it more luxurious. So whether it's just straight up luxury, like slapping labels on things, or whether it's like fine craftsmanship, artisanal leather, or, you know, whatever. Right. Sure. So you reboard. <laughs> how many turkey boards are there right all of them give me all of them magnolia <laughs> so then you have so you have that side of things where they make less but they make luxury so the margin is huge and then you have the other side of things where they make it cheaper but they get their money by making thin margins but mass produce and so mm-hmm. what's missing is the middle the thing that's pretty good quality, the thing that takes a little longer to make, the thing that's a little bit more local, you can't make it global and reap economies of scale because mm-hmm. it's a little more specific. It's a little more, t- you know, so there's this middle component, like, you know, for a lot of people, I think like us, you know, you, you generally buy furniture in a handful of places, right? You go to Walmart, maybe you step up and you go to Target. Right. Then you take the big leap and you go to Ikea. Right. For a lot of people at the at, at this economic margin. But maybe there's one item you own, probably a hand me down. Maybe it's something you, you won at a flea market or garage sale. 
that's a badass piece of craftsmanship, right? Like one nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times people are willing, people who have value style that's, that's developed, they will save their money to buy one nice thing. Do you have a one nice thing? <laughs> no, cause I'm impulsive. Um, <laughs> no, 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 that, that, that's okay. Do I have one nice thing? I would say like my MacBook pro, my, yeah. my MacBook pro, my MacBook air. That's kind of my like, uh, Hey, this is like, you know, I, I wanted to have a really, it's, it's a good, a MacBook air. It's a, you know, that's my one nice thing. Okay. So, I was thinking in terms of like like furniture for us. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, did I well, did I like, give the wrong example? <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think it's because it, it's your value, right? Like to me, my my office here has the probably the it's the most expensive room in our house because it has all the technology, right? I have a ultra wide monitor. I have another one up there that I haven't plugged in yet because it, it was I bought it for my office and I don't work there anymore. I have my MacBook Pro. I have it, you know, like I have all the recording stuff. So there's a lot of sure. money in this room, but um, one of the things that I thought was interesting. So Jordan Peterson has a thing is like just bring beauty into one room. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to break to the bank. You, you can find things that are beautiful for very cheap, but but bring beauty. Like try to beautify one room in your life. And for us, you know, we we keep thinking about what that would look like for our family, for our life. Now we don't have a room that's beautiful at all. Yeah, I don't have anything in my life that you would say, oh, that's beautiful. I thought maybe making that office, this office that I'm in right now, and I'm like, nah, that would be, that would be like, I feel like I'm robbing my family. <laughs> you know, like, you should have nice things. I have all the technology. But um, this gimme, missing gimme, middle, gimme. huh? What? I was just going, um, gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> the yeah. missing middle thing really stuck with me. So the way CGP Gray was talking about it was, just when markets become mature, there's a race to the bottom and a competition to the bottom in terms of commodities, right? So you have something that then, then everything's commodity. Then on the other side, you have the differentiation by making it craftsman, unique, luxury. And what often is missing is that kind of normal middle ground. His thesis that he says he believes has been happening for the past two or three years on YouTube is web 2.0 right you remember when everyone's going oh it's web 2.0 in like 2004 or something yep Uh, um web 2.0 gave us podcasts gave us video sharing websites gave us social media gave us all of the stuff that we just think of when we think of the internet um there'd be no facebook without this whole web 2.0 and i remember some of the biggest conferences at the time were all web 2.0 conferences and this is back when uh i would say yeah 15 years ago um this is like pre pre iphone so maybe 2003 mm-hmm. 2004 so his thesis is that now this web 2.0 world has come of age especially like online digital entertainment and mm-hmm. now it what we're seeing is a race to the extremes yes. so it is agree yeah it's the missing Agreed. middle what do you think um i think i have some thoughts i want to pause very quick to go and get my mic stand I think it might help just with the craziness of what's going on with Keeping the microphone. Okay. Yeah. Just give me just like one second if you don't mind. Yeah. And now for a brief message from the sponsor of this show. Steubenville conferences are where teens go to experience a life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. They will have three days of amazing speakers like Gomer, everyone's favorite Gomi Pops. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Uh, three amazing, three days of amazing speakers 
opportunities for powerful worship, adoration, holy mass, confession with hundreds of other teens. You don't go to confession with hundreds of teens. I mean, like you stand in a line near them, but you don't all, it's not like a group confession. Let me tell you my favorite thing as a speaker there, I've been doing it. I've been a speaker, I think for seven years now, my first year, it was me, Father Mike Schmitz and Jackie and Bobby Angel was fantastic. Had a blast. Uh, the fascinating, oh, and Katie, praise John McGrady. Super fascinating because you get to see kids who are excited to go to confession and they're in high school. So there are dates throughout the summer in locations across the country. I know one of mine will be Steubenville, Rochester, so that's going to be cool. These conferences have been running literally for decades. That's where Luke's mom and dad met each other. Tens of thousands of Catholics across the United States will tell you their life completely changed when they first encountered Christ at a Steubenville conference. I love the Steubenville conferences because behind the scenes, us speakers do more praying and fasting and talking through and planning and all of this stuff. It's a it's a powerful group event that it's it's a dynamic that's unlike any of the other conferences I've ever done. So click the link to learn more about the Steubenville Youth Conferences. It's going to be awesome. Right now, they're running a giveaway for two free youth conference tickets. So whether you're a parent and you want to take your son or daughter and a friend or the youth leader who wants to jumpstart your fundraising, click the link to enter your chance to win. And this is only for the January episodes of Catching Foxes. Fancy special, our thanks to the Steubenville Youth Conferences where you can encounter Christ in three days. Beautiful. Special thanks to the Steubenville Youth Conferences and the amazing program they put on. Do I s- sound better? Yeah, you sound good. You okay, I think I have to like hold this in a weird way. I think it, oh. this should actually help because I won't be like pulling on my mic gotcha. as as much. So, okay, the the race to the race to extremes that's been, that's been going on. Yeah, um, two thoughts about this. One, uh, this was brought up on a. Uh, podcast and I've, I was, we, we've talked a bit about this at, at school as well and just in a c- couple courses that i have taken about how basically one of the things that that technology has done is it is like tech helps you scale helps you helps you do work faster helps you be more efficient it it does a lot of um, different other things one of the problems then that comes about because well, problems might be the wrong word but challenges is you're basically f- you are faced with uh growth or death so what what comes from that is the extremes. Uh, it's about more about acquisitions and mergers, trying to grow. You build your, you know, how many tech startups are built to be sold, and quite often they, you know, they're, they're not even unnecessarily buying the product as much as they are buying the team. They they will buy the product, but like quite often they're buying the talent and the product, or they want to just get rid of the competition and add and add people to their to their to their staff. So there's, um. And and tech has sped up all of that. The internet has just like you know again, it's like you grow or or you die. You don't really, and so that's one of the reasons why we've seen such exponential growth. Like think of how much companies have grown over the past twenty five years. Um, Apple having a trillion dollar, you know, whatever. Like it's pretty, it's pretty insane. There's also a thing that tech has done that's really interesting, and this comes from an article called the Five Forces. Of uh, it's actually Port a guy named get his name right his his name is Michael E Porter he wrote an article that was pretty pretty big called the five competitive forces that shape strategy and he goes into it's basically and like if if all of these different forces if they are incredibly strong you're in what's called a five star crapper like that's a really hard industry to go into to become big i'm not going to dive into like what those are 
Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go through them, but I, we won't do we won't do like a deep analysis. A but deep I, deep I do think down, it's yeah. important bringing it up. So one is one is the threat of new of new entrants. Two is the bargaining power of buyers. The third one is the is the uh, threat uh, the threat of like a substitute products products or services. Four is the bargaining power of suppliers. Five is is the rivalry among existing competitors and when you think of all of that if those five forces are all very strong that's a very hard industry to go into and a lot of your tech media i I for for really um, lack of a better term think podcast think youtube those are all incredibly strong it's very easy to start a podcast it's very easy to start a, a youtube page there are tons of them you're at the mercy of of like YouTube for the longest time we were at the mercy of whatever Apple wanted to Apple could have killed podcast. I mean, yep. Yep. Over. I mean, thousands of times I'm just saying every day that podcast, when they started to grow and get big every day that they were able to continue was basically a blessing from Apple, Apple, like I forget what like I mean, Apple it's ignoring from. it was the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, but they chose to ignore it, right? Like they yeah, they could have stopped. They could have easily said, no, 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 no. You're not going to make money off of this. But they our saw, iPad, our it must be played on our devices exactly. only. They easily could have done that, but I think they saw it was better in the in the long run to just let this thing grow. Now their power isn't quite as strong because of Spotify and Google and these other yeah. things. But still, I mean, how just many podcasts? I ours for the longest time. I still think it might run through iTunes or run through Apple. Yeah, it's called iTunes Connect. That's yeah. the, uh, so the that, backdrop I mean, for all of it. Apple yeah. could kill us immediately. Apple could kill our income that we get with the, you know, Tim Cook could just could just change his mind one day. And so it's insanely competitive, which means that basically there's not a lot of room for the middle. Yeah, it's either with like you you grow or you die or the people who win win big. Yeah, you know, like our podcast. Like, think about how relatively small we are. We are in the top point zero five percent of all podcasts. Yeah, it's that's crazy. how hard it is. Yeah, and so it's when you think about like tech and how all, all this stuff, all this stuff works in order to try to monetize this, you have to be gigantic. You have to be yeah. gigantic. And it's interesting, man. It's really, yeah. So I, so I, yeah, I, I think I would, the only thing I would disagree with is that like, it's been over the past two or three years. My, I think there's been a lot of change over the past two or three years, but yeah. I think it's always really been that way. When you take a look at the amount of entrants there actually are, think about the amount of people that have tried to make a podcast. Most people quit because it's fun at first. And then when you only get on um, 60 downloads, it's like, well, that's not worth the effort. <laughs> I mean, that's if you get sixty. Yeah, that's if you yeah. get sixty. Yeah. You know, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, it. it I, I think that. So he, so, just think about this. So then, what he does is he takes this thing about a physical space and he says, apply it to the way we consume, the way we create and consume media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he said the rate. He his argument is entertainment. Almost basically all new entertainment as a whole is 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 kind of demonstrating this missing middle and what he means by that is this yeah he says okay so youtube average length of youtube videos was like 10 minutes right and you have these things you have these videos that were 10 minutes 12 minutes 15 minutes eight minutes then at one point the youtube algorithm 
it was kind of like a running joke. They wanted they wanted to favor longer content. And so what they began to do was people would every one of their videos when they got wise to it was all 10 minutes and one second long because they knew that if you were 10 minutes long, then the ad platform of Google could then hit a certain amount of ads within 10 minutes. Right. And there are all these different revenue sharing models and stuff like that. So if you're a YouTuber and you want to make money, you then had to say to yourself, holy crap, I have to stretch out. the. I've said everything I want to say. I've done it in a way I want to do it, but I'm not going to make a penny off this if I can't get three ads uh, worth in the in the in the video. Right. And or yeah, in the video. And so what they mm-hmm. began to do was, you know, people began shaping everything and then. Facebook rolled out with Instagram. They rolled out stories. And all of a sudden, this photo app becomes a movie platform, a video platform. And it's so easy to do. You already got the damn phone in front of your face. Just hit record. We've all made videos in vertical format. We've all hated watching them on our TV that we were doing beforehand. And then all of a sudden, Instagram changed the game when they came out with stories. And then YouTube immediately tried to catch up do you i would push back into that narrative a bit only because i do think this is this is somewhat important instagram creates stories as a response to snapchat and vine yes yeah so like, uh, absolutely this stuff is if already happening and yeah this is so it's 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 there but it's not like instagram creates right. this thing out of the blue yeah but, yeah yeah absolutely but, they facebook was steal every time someone rolled out something facebook tried to so, steal it yeah emulate it but but that's a big deal because all all of a sudden I would I would imagine here that what's going on is that before that YouTube didn't have to worry about that. Right. Because then they come out with stories and now they do. Vine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vine mm-hmm. is an entirely different business and an entirely different model. I love short Vine. form video yeah. content. I love 15 Vine. seconds, mm-hmm. 30 seconds. Like you would film a video and it would just splice up. It was they were it was just fun. Vine was so much fun. to be a thing. Remember Periscope? That was the yeah, competitor. Yeah, I remember Periscope. Yeah, people go away. Per- per- <laughs> yeah. Retract that Periscope. Up oh, Periscope. Um, no. So what ended up happening was Twitter. I think Twitter and Vine are a good match. You know, there was uh, either Twitter bought Periscope or Twitter bought Vine, and then, Twitter bought Periscope. Yeah, they bought Periscope. Tried to do video that way, and then Vine yeah. I think was acquired by who? Who acquired Vine? No, Vine just died. Oh, it they died never, on the vine. They <laughs> <laughs> kill yourself. Uh, no, it's not vine. You've been gone a long time. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. So, but those were two different realities. And what Facebook or YouTube began to do was with Instagram stories coming out that Snapchat all of a sudden brought in. YouTube tried to capture that stories and incorporate it into the platform. Now, Google has done this unsuccessfully. A hundred times. YouTube, not so much, but Google as a company has. You're at Google, um, all the stupid Google social media networks that just epically failed and all this stuff. I remember uh, the guy that we used to watch, Leo Laporte, he tried to coin the phrase netcast because he didn't want it to be about pods. <laughs> iPods, so, right? so annoying. Netcast you love Net- from people, people you trust. trust. This <laughs> is Twit. <laughs> Twit, yeah. this week in tech. Um, but one of the things that he was talking about was he was blasting all this stuff to whatever that Google platform was for weeks and he's like how come we're not getting any response and then he goes and he finds out that google just like quietly sunset it and didn't tell anyone <laughs> like they like oh oh crap i've been blasting this into nothing so anyway it, it's interesting to see how these things compete but what cgp gray is saying is the new move is so ne- then youtube adopted shorts because of tiktok and things like that right 
So they're all they're all trying to play off each other. And YouTube, at one point, YouTube wanted to be TV. So then they were favoring mm-hmm. all content that was 30 minutes long or 47 minutes long, well, like and, an hour-long show. And if you remember, like, maybe 10 years ago, YouTube was actually paying some relatively big creators to make content. There was a, yeah. a lot of the early Nerdist videos, not from the – uh, they were doing – so there was the podcast Nerdist. And then Chris Hardwick did a deal with Google to create um, these videos on, on YouTube. They do a thing where they would do these bowling things. They would like bowl. They'd have teams of like team, like team Nerdist goes against Team Madman or Team Breaking yeah. Bad. Or all, there was these tons of things being made for YouTube. So it was beyond just independent creators to some relatively big yeah. you know, people who actually were doing stuff in Hollywood. Yeah, and it was fascinating to watch that because I feel like I represent. Guy, I feel like I'm a what do you, what do you call it? An 84 percenter. So like the top 15 percent are like cutting edge people, and I read their blogs and I listen to their podcasts, and I'm like, I don't know about cutting edge. Maybe I'll take the gentle beveled edge, right? Like I'm the guy that like knows about it, but I don't do anything about it. Yeah. I, until until everyone else starts adopting it, I'm like the first of the mainstream. That's how I feel about yeah. You actually tech stuff. Yeah. No, you really are. Yeah. So, so the funny that thing makes about me like it a is, seventy seven uh, percent guy. Like after <laughs> you get it, then I and then like I'll get it. like C like C family. See how see how cool I am, Wade. Just don't like you think I'm cool? <laughs> Please tell me I'm cool with this new gadget. Please, my watch talks to space. Uh, Microsoft One is better. Guys are just throwing your money away and stuff. <laughs> All right, good doctor. All right, it's so much better with your CrackBerry. Um, <laughs> But the funny thing was, you, you see the, I would hear about these things and I would look at it on YouTube and be like, huh. But I, I feel like I was a part of the zeitgeist, which is like, yeah, no. Like, no, nah, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to watch these stupid shows. Like, I might put, like, I'm curious and then be like, this is dumb. Why am I watching this? And then I would, ne- like, all the things they wanted you to do, I could never get attached to. Well, you know what's really funny though at that time, what's going on on, on YouTube, what people are paying attention to was a lot. Now, this was, this was, the main thing, but I think this is interesting, is they were instructional videos. I remember being at a, a on basketball game. It would have been 2011, 20, 2012, right around the time they were trying to get all the, all, all the yeah. stuff on, on there. And a lot of the parents at a um, high school basketball game were, were talking about how great it is. You can find how to like fix this thing in your sink, fix this thing in, like, all on <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Now, these are people who so knew good. like what they were doing. So it's like, okay, so that's how I do that. I just use, but I'm like, I yeah. don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, these damn perishable skills. Oh, but that's what's yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at relationships. I'm good at relationships. <laughs> Says those, man, see, relationships are all falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's the stuff that I would say is part of the zeitgeist of YouTube, mm-hmm. because these are like YouTube is built for independent creators to all. It, it's the it's the best about the Internet, which is the obliteration of gatekeepers. And if enough yeah. people see yep. it and enough people share it, then enough people, then you can sustain an income, right? You can have a thousand true fans giving mm-hmm. you a thousand dollars and then you're, you're, well, you're selling Casper mattresses. But so the, the instructional videos, I watch a ton of videos like how to patch um, air leaks in your home because you walk in my house at night when it gets to like 30 degrees and there's like wind currents of cold coming in i'm like you see your kid happens? just like flying through the air yeah. there's like an umbrella oh they're look i'm peter pan you better not be <laughs> i was a racist get down here <laughs> wendy was the real deal <laughs> and somehow everyone was just terrible to wendy 
She kind of uh, deserved it. But problematic. Uh, yeah. The so the he's pushing this idea. CGP Gray is pushing this idea that YouTube has tried to be fifty different things over and over again. But now it's almost like you see the pattern. Started with Vine, started with Snapchat. You see it now with TikTok in its probably most mature form, where the real division, the real missing middle is the 10 to 20 or 10 to 30 minute content. Because mm-hmm. what you're starting to see, and this is like mainstream YouTube. This night, your mileage listening to this, folks, your mileage might vary. The majority of shows I watch are the middle shows, the 10 minute mm-hmm. to Same. 30 minute shows. Same. Same. Love that crap. Yep. But I also started to notice there's a million joe rogan-esque shows out there like the bad friends comedy podcast um kill tony all of those things that are on youtube that exist on youtube as videos they're like three four hours long my brother who is a comedy consumaholic i walk into his house he's got his apartment giant television it is literally just playing tim dylan youtube videos that are four hours long and Mm -hmm. going from thing to thing to thing these podcasts that are recorded all this long form so the extreme is long form content and the extreme is is shorts it's the tiktok versus the three hour stuff and what's happening is he's watching cgp gray who lives in the middle is watching number one some of his favorite creators who all of a sudden they're going dark and they haven't produced they produce youtube videos once a week and now he hasn't heard of them in 12 months and he'll reach out and be like, hey, you still doing the YouTube thing? It's like, oh, yeah, big plans coming up. And so he started to notice you have long-form content, short-form content. So just picture the quadrant, right? Long-form, yeah. short-form on one axis, and then low-effort and high-effort on the other axis. And he's finding that there are short videos that have an extremely high effort. There are long-form uh, uh, videos that take extremely high effort. And there are long-form videos that have no effort. It's just... Literally an eight-hour stream. Yeah. <laughs> it's catching foxes. No, yeah. it's an eight-hour stream of people playing video games. Right now, they're, I'm just not saying that the people aren't skilled or whatever. But you're saying, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You yeah, aim yeah. the camera, you push record, you send it out through your your software, and now you're selling it. You're selling it. <laughs> and then, so he's saying these views and these are these creators and these viewers, right? The audience are coming from the middle because the market has market has peaked. Every, everyone who wants to watch YouTube videos knows how to watch YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So now YouTube is not competing with video services. YouTube is competing with you wanting to go walk your dog. YouTube is competing with you going to work in the morning. YouTube is competing with life. Netflix is competing with life, mm-hmm. right? So that's what, that's yep. what they say. It's like a Netflix, say, what do you say? He's like, uh, we've, we've hit market saturation. We're in so many hundreds of millions of homes that now we're competing with sleep. Like it used to be, we're competing with Facebook Video, and we're he's like, no, now we're just competing with life. Cheesy, right? So he's saying it's the middle stuff that we're losing. Like I would say, if you were to go through my playlists, I will go in and I find a certain song soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I push play, and and it might have little animations going on, and I leave that for three hours while I'm working. In fact, when those playlists end, that's when I go downstairs and have lunch. Like, I, I just have this, mute, like, ethereal mute. I love my ethereal. I got you my lo-fi. lo-fi. I got yeah. my synth wave. Um, and it's, it's incredible to me that we have this world where shorts live on TikTok and YouTube, and then you have this super long-form content. I said a lot. What do you think? Yeah. Well, and I, 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 think, I think that you're definitely on something there. 
with with all that and what i immediately go to is like what does what is this going to do to us you know that's because what's it's you know it's really interesting i i read this um really great article the other day about how basically they're basically saying that people like hollywood is i'm losing to mr beast so yeah. these huge yeah. you know they have like a groups unlike disney they are uh, they are i'm losing out to these um to uh these youtube content creators and i think what the article tend to miss though is that is that something like mr beast actually has 100 people on staff now it's still um fascinating that yeah. they're beating disney right but there's a danger that it's it's still i think that to a lot of people someone like a um, mr beach i think this is ending but like they still view him as a person in his you know parents um basement doing stuff it's like no these are like fully fledged operations yeah these are full studios that are i mean the amount of money he spends so for people who don't know what mr beast basically does is he takes all the money he made off the previous video and dumps basically 110% of it. He's like, sometimes I go into debt making these videos into the next video. And he just spends it all. And some of the stuff that he spends it all is human labor costs and all this stuff. But he spends on these elaborate sets and stuff. And then you think, well, who can compete with that? Right? So it's it's pushing out to the mm-hmm. extreme. You know? Well, and that that's the thing is like the, the produce. So like if in the education space, it's Mark Roper. Right? I love Mark Roper. But he builds stuff. Mm-hmm. and design stuff that normal science people can't build on because he's got a team he has a freaking uh like almost the size of dude perfect's place where they do all their like crazy tricks and games and stuff he has built like a mad scientist laboratory and mm-hmm. my kids love his videos and all that stuff so and i love his videos you know mark roper no uh one of the things that you sorry i didn't mean to be so um, no, I bet you do. That, but... You just don't know the name. Well, but like this is what's really really interesting about this stuff. I think part of this is just our age. Is that like I didn't? What is this, Mister Beast saying? Why is am I being told yeah. to compare this one dollar home to this one hundred? Like I don't yeah. care. And I'm like, who is this? Like he has what? How many? What? What's going on here? It um, yeah. There was you, you had shared this one uh, video from one of the game theory guys. It was very interesting about how basically uh, YouTube Shorts is killing is. Uh, killing youtube which like which ties into what you are oh, i'm talking about and he was going into how if you watch everyone's videos of your main creators because they've been because everyone's going to chase the out the um algorithm that's why they all have the weird little picture things because people respond i mean i've even done a bit of research when like we've done stuff on youtube people yeah. respond better to yellow people spawn respond better to like a weird image on there that just looks beyond dumb but it's what people that's what they it's like what that's why they click. It's weird. Yeah. It's very, very weird. And they're seeing how basically with most people's videos are broken down to like two to three minutes. And that's at most. And be basically, and they can like put them up as, as YouTube shorts. Yeah. And that's what concerns me. And he's like, this is like actually really harmful because this is killing what makes this thing great. Is this, It's becoming TikTok and TikTok. I, I, I think TikTok, I'm not sure if it's, like if its popularity is waning i know it's under severe criticism i think one thing that's going on at large here is um talked about this a couple of weeks ago how there was a podcast i, I heard they're talking about predictions for the 2020s and they were yeah. saying one thing was that we're going to start now we've got we've had 20 years of this, you know tech stuff of web 2.0 basically we're going yeah. to now start to say this is the best we're going to like learn how should we use this 
where before yeah. there was just there was no how there was no best of practices like and, and i think you're going to see a little bit of a rebellion against what this is doing to how we consume stuff what this is doing to people's mental health all of the stuff and yeah. i i think there's a when you look like it's like an economy right when you lose the middle class you're in trouble yeah and and i obviously like YouTube content is not important as as important as people's economic livelihood. Eh. But you are talking about <laughs> people's economic livelihood, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it just it it creates this weird dichotomy where you just have to keep growing and you and you have to keep doing stuff and it's and when you're in media it is severely hard to to do that. Yeah. And if it gets harder for people in the middle to to really make a living out of it, you're going to see less content creators. There's going to be less things. They're going to have dumb content that's going to appeal to the, you know, to the masses. It's a, I, I don't know where this is all going to go because, you know, when was the last time you ever heard about something going viral? It doesn't exist anymore, right? We don't really have things for the most part that go viral. There are, there may be images or like moments that people share on the internet. But when was the last time there was content that was created that was put out there that everyone's like, oh, my gosh, have you seen this? This is great. Uh, did you not see the airplane that the door ripped off in mid No, but that's a, but you know I mean? like, that's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's an event. That's a thing that's happening as opposed to like. Oh, yeah. Like when. OK, one of the for me, one of the earliest things on YouTube was Lazy Sunday. <laughs> or so dick good. in a box like those were yeah. the two big you know like that's why that were just so funny everyone was i'm sharing it with, it was just so hilarious yeah and i still think Umbly, i love that i'm island album so much but anyway that's that's neither here nor there that doesn't really happen anymore like for the most part we're just we like share these tiny things they're great we laugh and then like we you know we 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 just move on and i think it's important that we start to ask like well, okay what is if we are if this is now the thing what is this going to do to us yeah and the game theorists their view was in one of those episodes youtube shorts broke the internet their their basic view was when you're on tiktok a lot of people he said they would interview all these young people and they were expanding their tiktok reach and they would ask them questions like, do you like TikTok? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm on TikTok all the time. And then they would say, oh, they would all say the same thing, even though they were in different interviews. They'd say like, oh, kind of too much. I'm like addicted to it. And then he'd be like, okay, name some of your favorite TikTok artists. The creators. Fascinating. And they couldn't name a single one. Yep. Like you're talking like 20 or 30, 20 somethings could not name a single other than like a celebrity who had a tiktok account but they couldn't name it like a, an original tiktok creator yeah yeah they said that's because the only branding is in the bottom right hand corner their little logo whatever mm -hmm. and that's it and he said and you just swipe 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 and you might spend two hours on the platform going from video to video to video and he said because the thing about tiktok is it's not about the creator it's just about tiktok Mm -hmm. And so the thing about YouTube shorts is that's the exact opposite of what YouTube has been. Mm -hmm. You go there, you subscribe, right? And he made the point. He goes, you don't follow, you subscribe. Like even that you can hit a bell to get notified on your app or on your email. Yep. Even I want to watch the new show came out. I want to watch it. Right. And so you have all this stuff where the models are so completely different. 
Mm-hmm. But you see, you can see like YouTube is trying to sink or swim against all this stuff. And so they're, they're like, yeah, but millions of views are there. And it's like, yeah, but the thing that makes YouTube great is exactly to me, I think I watch shorts. I like the shorts, but the thing that makes it great is the middle and the long form stuff. It's the mm-hmm. channels. It's the people that create. Yep. I subscribe. Yep. I mean, uh, let me, let me click you, you fill in. I'm going to just how many people I actively subscribe to. No, I, I think you, you you bring up a really good point, and I think this is a conversation worth having. One because this is fascinating for us, but then two, like this is a, a this is a major way that uh, that a lot of us consume media, and if we don't talk about how we do it, why we're doing it, and like, and you know, it's important to talk about about this stuff because if not, your like a tool always impacts you, and so this is yeah. going to impact you regardless like if you're going to use it this is going to impact you so it's important to to think about how is this impacting me and how do i want to uh, use this because i I have another point that i want to make but i want to wait until you 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 tell me about who you subscribe to yeah so i've i subscribe to 93 channels jeez 93 channels now these are not people who post every day every week every month even so you talk about and i don't even watch the videos all the time there are some that are new. Like I love Andy Mation. He's an animator, does little flip books and they're hilarious and he's incredible. And my kids are like so inspired. April Wilkerson. I've been following her for, for uh, probably the entire time I've been on YouTube. She ended up getting on the reboot of tool time. There was like the short tool time that Tim and Al did. And they brought her on board. She's a builder. Do it yourself. Or, oh, what? Like, like the sh- from home improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She they, popped on an episode that they did. Were they trying there. to do a real um, version? Of no, Tool it wasn't Time? a real reboot. It was. I, I can't remember the exact context, but I was like, "Wait, was that Tim the Dual Man Taylor?" And it was, was Al? right. Yeah, and it was, it was Al. I hope, I hope Al's okay. <laughs> I hope he's doing all he's right. Great. He's I hope great. He's making money. Yeah, he was uh, bourbon mob woodworking, capturing Christianity. <laughs> so, yeah. Let me just ask. Let me ask you a question. I think this is really interesting. For the longest time dorks like us would uh, yeah. listen to tech podcasts so we're talking late aughts early 2010s what a glory yeah and you there was constant talk about um the user interface what is the uh, what is the user's experience and they would yeah this would be primarily done th- th- through the lens of apple because they were always viewed as the ones who did this the best they think about how to make this as easy as we can so anyone can pick up this, this computer and that they can use it that it just works I feel like that has completely gone out the window with a lot of um, different um, other things, particularly when it comes to things like media consumption. Think about how hard it is to find the movies you want on Netflix or on um, Max or Disney Plus or like whatever. Yeah. But particularly on YouTube, their entire um, site, and I, I really honestly, for the most part, actually use YouTube with my Apple TV and with my Apple phone. So very rarely on my desktop. So it was, it was actually kind of weird to have to navigate it with that just just now but it's not they don't have the user in mind your experience of it what's going to be best for you it's all about how do we shove this content down your throat which is why when you open up the youtube app it goes to shorts on your phone Mm -hmm. you're like well i don't i don't do that i don't want to watch shorts i want to watch my favorite show and it's like like you consume on your phone think about how hard it is to get to like the playlist that you have made i mean i make a lot of playlists on on um youtube because these are i will i'll try to build these collections of of like videos that i want to go back to because they're for the i particularly do with with things that are practical right yeah so i want to be able to go back to them and it's actually like kind of annoying to try to get to that 
and I and I anytime I use the, their uh, phone or on the Apple TV app, it's not built with how do I want to use this. It's what do they want to show me, mm-hmm. and that's and that's all it is. Yeah, and I, I, that really concerns me. Yep, yep. and yep. you brought this up a while ago, and um. We were talking about like the future of streaming. This is a while ago, like like early. Oh, I'm catching foxes. And I was saying how I can't wait. I still throw for all. I like, think about it, we're going to be paying five bucks a month to get all the Disney shows that like we want. And yeah. you said like, but it's going to it's going to like um, reach the point in time where we're going to be paying just as much, if not more, than we were for cable t like cable TV, yep. which has now happened. The average yep. person spends more on those apps than they than they do than they did on cable. And I think one of the things that's also like been really damaging with all of this is they're just shoving stuff in front of our face. There has never been more content. Like take right. the take the take the strike out of it. Parts of the pandemic as well, a little bit weird. But we were particularly like a year or two ago. We were in an age where there was we had I'm never had more TV content. But the biggest problem was no one knew how to find any of it. <laughs> and there are tons of films, tons of shows that have been made that were great that are like lost to the algorithm or they will just yeah. take it off and all this stuff. And it, I, like, what does it say about a culture that that's your, that that's where yours, that's where your stuff is. It's all disposable. It's all pointless. It's, it's and, all crazy. It's all false. But, but like, but this is the problem where it's like you either grow or you die. Yeah. Cause it's, it, yeah. Cause it's, it's legit. I mean, it's, it's hard enough without that stuff. Right, just to get big, you know. Like I, I mean, listen. Like what made our podcast big? There were basically three things we had. We were tackling great episodes in a great way, and we did it the right time, and we were lucky that it was the right time. Yeah, you know. So and then we did nothing nothing with that opportunity. (laughs) We squandered it. (laughs) But now we're just left with the cool people. But like you know, but but this is like what's tough. Like, and I think one reason why I felt a little bit like resistant to it was just part of it was just our our age and our responsibilities but like it takes an insane amount of work to try to maintain that and 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 insane amount of work to try to grow that and i'm concerned that we're actually going to lose that the people who kind of can take the time the people who are willing exactly to take the time to make to make that happen that's what we're going to lose because we're at the, I mean, like to a certain extent, we're at the mercy of Google with this. And I, like everyone was scared about what Google was going to do when they first bought it. And for the yep. most part, they were fine. They didn't really, didn't really change all that much. Yep. It's kind of funny because I'm, 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 I'm wondering like if it really wasn't the first five, like five years that they owned YouTube or, or, or even the first 10 years, it was 15 years later. Hmm. Because the hmm. thing about YouTube that was so great and I think like, what makes it great is it's very it was very organic it yeah. was you shared things that were great it was yeah. the lazy sunday we all watched it they would upload it on on to youtube and it spread everywhere mm-hmm. that's what made it great i mean the office became a popular american television show because people saw clips on youtube and thought mm-hmm. it was hilarious yeah Especially that first season where there was only like eight episodes people were super like what is this crap is it a british thing what is this but um yeah, and so like you could apply this to podcasts, right? Like you and I do long form podcasts, but traditionally speaking, with very low effort. One mm-hmm. of us comes up with a topic, we have ideas about it, we just sit down and talk. And a lot of people like what we do. Or let me rephrase that: the people who like what we do 
like the fact that it's a conversation with people that they're familiar with. And we're all kind of friends. So I met probably 50 Catching Foxes fans at Seek. I meant to talk about this last week. 50 Catching Foxes fans at Seek. And they were all incredible. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I knew with any one of them, I could have walked 20 feet over, got a cup of coffee, and sat down with them and shot the shit for, for two hours. Yep. Like, and not talk about me. Obviously, I don't know how to do that as a human person, (laughs) but I mean, like, not have it be about the podcast, have it be about life. Like, yep. Yeah. I mean, there were so many people that came up and they were like, hey, oh my gosh, it's Gomer from Catching Foxes, a big catch. But most of them were just, they would come up, they would like stand next to me when I'm at this this table, and it'd just be like, big Catching Foxes fair. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, hey, that's awesome. (laughs) And so then I would stop talking to everyone else and start talking to them. But the, the fascinating thing with all of this is, so I'm watching the game theorists and the guy just said goodbye, right? He just, mm-hmm. he's, he's stepping back from all of this stuff. What is he doing? He's still going to be a part of it. And in order to be able to step back, he had to build a big team and he had to do all this stuff, but he's having to say goodbye because his wife and his kid, they're not getting any younger, like blah, blah, blah. He is missing too much time with the people that he loves because he's, you know, I, he said one time, I would like to sit and watch a television show without worrying about YouTube analytics and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. And he referenced another creator, Tom, who also was one of these OG YouTubers, and he just did a goodbye video. And of course, at the end of the video, he attaches a, a, a hook to himself, and then he flies off a hell on, on the edge of a, <laughs> a long steel cable. He flies over the city of London on a, on a <laughs> steel awesome. cable. But like Pucci his died on his on his way to his home planet. <laughs> so his channel shut down, and then the guy on the the game theory does like a quick montage of like eight people who all said goodbye this this last like you know whatever nine yeah. months a year, and they all said goodbye. And these were like the OG gangsters who poured their heart and soul. Mister Beast, he says to people he's like I'll never be outdone, and they said well why, and he says because this is all I do. He's like, my whole life is YouTube. I work 16 to 20 hours a day. Who would ever do what I do? And that when you said that just now about like we came at the right time, the right this, right that, but our lives beckoned us to mm-hmm. pull back, right? Like mm-hmm. when we originally started, you were in Cincinnati, you're growing and overseeing all this young adult stuff. You're expanding outwards. You're settling down in this area. I, you know, have the kids. I'm, I just changed job to St. Anthony's, you know. A, a little bit into the first show or first season and now like i'm doing all this adult stuff that i had never done before i'm building my speaking thing on the side and so so much was going on with us so much that it was like well it's going to be low effort because that's all we can do but we're going to talk about the things that we love yeah but the interesting thing is anyone could come alongside and if they said i'm gonna put and i think jordan from was it Jordan from Fuzati? There's a great Catholic media company, uh, just general media company. He just said, if you want a podcast to succeed, you can't invest less than eight hours a week into that podcast. Yeah. Like you, that's table stakes now. If you I would want agree to with succeed. that. Yeah. I but but for that. us, it was, okay, what we're going to invest in is you're going to come up with a funny topic. Maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll find someone to interview. Yeah. And then our major prep was, who's buying the booze you know i'm gonna go get some sippable beers so much drinking so much drinking yeah yeah and uh but like it was supposed to be like this fun chill end of the night you know i had all young kids you know Mm -hmm. eight years ago seven years ago and so 
this push to the middle or uh, this missing middle is interesting. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how it's going to flesh out in podcasts because there are five minute podcasts. I don't think that's the right medium. Like, no, I don't well, think five minutes for a podcast is like the goal. I think it's, well, I, I, I think one thing is, um, yeah, it, it actually is interesting to think about what this is going to do, what this could mean for podcast. The, hmm. You know, it, it's, it's funny because I feel like for the last six or seven years now, there's been like a, if you're doing a podcast and you're not on, on YouTube, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And I've always believed that. I've always been like, yeah, but like, you know, it's too much effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, this is hard. With enough. Riverside, there's almost no excuse except for the monthly. Like, you really want to spend that much money monthly? Yeah. And now it's like, well, Riverside, they now they use AI. They'll literally create the one minute clips for you and just yeah. dump it online. Well, I mean, like, without a doubt, if we were doing it now, if we, if we were just starting right now, it would be a YouTube show. Yeah. It would be, you know, uh, whatever. But let's be honest, Catholic uh, podcast wouldn't be would not be what it is now how it would be had it not been for us so you know <laughs> no, but i know i i don't really know I, I, it's it's funny because i think i don't know what's gonna what, what this could mean for podcasts because there's not um we're in a weird way okay spotify was trying to become what apple was in yeah. the sense of like the home of podcasting the like de facto home and it's not really that's not really working out, though they have become a major player. I mean, yeah, they, they have, are number two. They're, yeah, they, and that's that is um, nothing to laugh at, and it's not anything to dismiss to dismiss either. I don't know what just what just happened there, but um, <laughs> I don't. I like it's funny. I don't really know what the future of podcasting is because there's not much more you can do, right? And so that that's the thing is the market it's, is it's constraining. Yeah. So it's matured. So then, where's the missing middle? What's the missing middle going to be? But see, I don't know if there is a, a missing a middle with podcasting because I think the very nature of the medium is constricting. Mm-hmm. So in like a weird way, the form of podcasting is what will keep podcasting alive because you can't dumb this down to five second audio clips. It's just not <laughs> as engaging as a thing that's like as like boobs that yeah. are going to be like right like right like front of your eyes. Which is yeah. what's all like half of um TikTok is, you know. So it's just like in a weird way. It's not, not that it's a more pure medium, but it's almost like it's actually a bit more human. I hope because it has constraints. Like there, there yeah. are these weird constraints. It's it's almost like like okay. I don't think podcasting is ever going to replace books. I don't think podcasting is ever going to replace right. I think podcasting has replaced radio, but like even radio isn't going away. It's just not as big as it once was. And I think in, instead of like ones, in, as it relates to like certain certain types of media, there are, there's always going to be your more predominant one. But I think what you're actually starting to what's happening with everything but YouTube. And I, I want to get back. Oh my gosh, this microphone. Sorry, can you hear me? Okay, I think what what you're seeing is actually like a squishing down of of certain things, but every to a more basically, it's like a market correction almost, where it's kind of like evening out. So, like podcast is this, sorry, radio is is I think it's slightly bigger than cable TV now, actually, mm. but it's not, but it's not going to grow. It's actually like shrunk to that point, and cable TV has just shrunk has just shrunk dramatically. 
but it's not going away. It just has a smaller piece of the pie now because the pie has been cut up more. And I think podcasts, for the most part, its place in the pie is pretty much set because it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful like medium that you really can't change or do all that much with. People yeah. try to do your like audio stories and different things, and I could be totally wrong. This could be blown out of the water. Well, know. well, so let me let me say like in terms of the missing middle, what I think what you're going to find is podcasts are going to become dweebs like us who host their own content, and then you're going to find who who make things cheaply. But a lot of them, right? You're going to find millions of those kind of creators. Yeah. But then you're going to find studios and like you have, there's whole networks, right? But these networks are investing. I mean, they're, they're, they're making millions of dollars now. But, and so I think you're it, like, in yeah, terms but of it's that, really hard. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Keep on going. Well, I'm just saying keep, in, keep going. in terms of you now have teams who are running. They're not just like my favorite. Let me use my favorite Cortex podcast. Two people talk about all the things that it's mostly technology, but it's also life and whatever. And they just started a physical business called Cortex Brand. And they sell the world's greatest, in my opinion, the world's greatest journal, theme system notebook. <laughs> like they're, they're whole th- yeah. uh, they sell the, literally the, the paper, the thought, the engineering that they went into it. They went to a bestoke, bespoke um, London papier whatever they call them this paper Harry factory Pong. place and they make like they argued over perforations for weeks that's what we would do <laughs> right that's but exactly like that's the thing we, yeah. is meaning yeah. like it has to tear perfectly and there can't be any of those because i'm obsessed with having a perfect tear you know but the thing is they that's their expansion right it's already a part of the network relay.fm and then from and they have they have a whole team that does ads so they're going out and making new deals, new contracts, new stuff. Do you want to do it on one show? Do you want to do it across a network? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Then they have a whole team of accountants and all this stuff. That's what yeah. that might be the middle for us. It might not be time because you're right. It is pure because it's very constrained. It's an RSS feed. It's a blog post with an audio file. That's yep. basically what a podcast yep. is. Yep. And so if you have that, that's the way it escapes the dominance of Apple. Because at the end of the day, Apple controlled the directory. Apple did not control the technology. Because it was an MP3 file, which the German company that owned the copyright released it and said they will not file any copyright claims against anyone, business Thank you or personal. so much. Yeah, I can't Thank remember the name of that company, but they have a lot so of patents much. and stuff like that. But Thank then the other thing was, so you have MP3. Gutenberg. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Dankeschön. 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 Um, but yeah, so in, in terms of that, it's like email, there's, <laughs> there's this <laughs> protocol that exists independent of any one company to dominate so therefore everyone can interoperate yeah it's well, fascinating and i will say every one that came to me almost every single person young adult at seek where because you know we were doing the ascension app and it's like show yeah. me the app they're like oh well i follow bible in a year on spotify not a single person not a single person used apple podcast that's that's been a dramatic change too that's been really yeah. like apple it was, it was like failed for i don't have oh with apple podcast the only people that use apple podcast, i don't think they care i don't think they care i don't think they care either but if they cared they act like they care every like three years well but yeah, if yeah, they yeah, cared yeah. they lost that race like they might not oh, totally, all. You're totally. Right. but spotify having it in app but but spotify now, still isn't able to make money i mean they had to lay off I think it was like um seventeen percent of their workforce. They're not. It's not working. Yeah. Well, like, so did it's I not mean, working. 
So did a lot of tech companies. I mean, yeah, but like one, like percent of their work. But like that's not a that sh- things aren't working. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Like it's that's it's super interesting. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it's their. I mean, their presence has dramatically increased, but it's not working. Hmm. Like so, it's 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 kind of like Man, it's I not, hate these zombie companies propped up by angel funds and venture capital, and it's like one day we'll turn a profit, sir. And you're like, oh. well, I mean, Uber, like they're not profitable, right? I don't think yeah. Uber is 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 profitable. This is this nope. is kind of stuff I would love to talk with Wade about. Yeah. So l- l- let me say one thing about podcasts before, cool. because I think this is I I, I want to go down this road. I think this is actually really interesting. What has actually hurt podcasts in regards to the middleman being pushed out? If like if you've been paying attention to our our show, and if you think about our show at, at the large at, on like a large scale, which I'm sure very few of you actually do, but like if I was a, I'm a listener, I would. This is how I I'm a, I've always I'm thought about things this way. You would notice that our ads have gone like we don't have um, nearly the amount of ads that we used to. Yeah, where it's not even. I mean, we were promised like five thousand a month by par, and when it's when it started, and I think at most we got to a point where we were about maybe one. We were about we we had a point where we were about maybe fifteen hundred a month in ads. I would say, yeah. like around there, it was pretty great. Like, and uh, oh boy, those were good old days, huh? And you know, so I mean, I'm just I mean, I'll be like fully trans- transparent. At our peak, we were about a sixty thousand dollar per year organization pretty damn good for a small like media um company like yeah i'm not as great as are you okay with with me talking about this yeah okay you sure yeah okay yeah what, so, oh do i not do i seem hesitant i don't mean to be hesitant no no no, no. i just want like i'm like no i'm out, running like, so the numbers through my head being like holy shit we were a we're yeah. a small media company we were like, no we really were that? yeah <laughs> yeah we really really were <laughs> irs i'm sorry and so <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did taxes so terribly. We paid them all, though they were terrible, you know. Uh, but so, but like one of the things is that like, and I remember like they just they just kind of stopped. And now, as did like it's kind of this was probably around 2019, 2020 And I remember calling Par, being like, "Hey, like, what do we need to to do?" And they're like, "We'll just be very honest. Like, we have seen now people. It's not about five, ten thousand. They want to see they want to see fifteen to twenty on the thousand downloads for per episode within about a thirty day period." Yeah, so it's like you guys' best bet is to either just try to increase your overall like listenership, which we did not do, or do like or you know join up with like other shows, which we did not do, and. But like they also don't want to ha- like what's also weird is they don't want it. They only want about like a seven to fourteen percent overlap between those shows. So if we were to do a thing with the crunch, there's probably a ton of overlap yeah. between us or us and the pillar or us and like oh Matt Frado, you know, I mean, any or like any of that stuff. And so that's where I think you're seeing like middlemen for in terms of podcasts being pushed out, not necessarily with the way the content is because it's not about the length of your content per se as it is with on youtube it's always about the downloads like that's what matters with 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 podcasts and what a lot of these big brands wanted to see and i totally understand why like you know it i'm i'm being very like not like tiny brands but you know it wasn't honda and it's now honda it's tied it is you know it's it is png and it's all these other things now that now and they want to see huge returns yeah. And so they're not going to be going with us. They're going to be going with ones that get four to five times the the downloads that we have, as they should, right? Yeah. And so I think that's where the middleman is being squeezed out. But it's not with like, but that doesn't impact the way that the content is created, though. But it does that on the YouTube. So there is an interesting thing though, that you 
brought up that I think is really curious, which is that like, so I think I like kind of proves my point that like podcast is not like it's bulletproof per se, but it like is the medium that actually provides that cons- that amount of constriction, which I think also gives it life. Like it actually like helps protect it in like a weird yeah. in a, in a weird way. Is that like they can't branch out through increasing their downloads? They have to offer other products or services. Yeah, yeah. And so like for us. If we were to ever really like, like we would have to like take our take our, our LLC, and it probably wouldn't be about more podcasts that we'd want to do. It'd be like, what are other things that we could offer that are kind of part of our brand? Yeah, and yeah, and that which is exactly what we were. Like, oh, come on, live shows. Oh, well, let's do this. Let's do that. Merch. We got to do merch. And but I mean, but all that's still like it's more geared around a podcast. But like, we're not, yeah. you know, creating. Like, I still think it'd be kind of. I would love my dream is to do a thing with like Monk Manual, but like. We're still not like we're not doing you know like all of all of that other stuff and yeah. and I think uh, wait what is this dream of doing a thing with Monk Manual? Oh, I just would I would want to do I I have this idea to do a thing with my I, I haven't actually talked with Steve about this I probably shouldn't talk about this but I think it'd be super fun to do a planner like like Monk Manual that's more geared towards people with ADHD. Hmm. And so I, I don't know what that could look like. I have no idea. It could okay. just be what he's already doing. I just think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. That's all. So, but uh, yeah, I think this is really like, it's funny because this could kill YouTube. It's not, not going to kill um, YouTube. Right. It could definitely change it. I feel like you like fading. Are you fading? No, no, no. I'm thinking like right now I'm thinking this is when there are because of the censorship real or imagined of the right by the left and the left like controlling tech media all that stuff especially during covid you have the rise of things like rumble and Mm -hmm. things like locals Mm -hmm. you actually i think locals is the only one that has really any standing ground it is growing as a platform there's not i don't think there's enough income there but Every creator that I've heard talk about locals, like, loves it. And they said, like, they feel like you were talking about more human. They've said, I've heard, uh, I was talking to Frat. I'm like, I think this local, locals is going to last. This is another flash in the pan. He goes, I hope it lasts. He said, because it feels more humane. Like, I interact with people on locals differently. And you, it's an easier revenue stream. I, I think than what YouTube does, right? People, I think, subscribe to a little bit more directly, more yeah. along the lines of yeah. Twitch. I've never even been on it, but I've I keep seeing all these people who are like, and locals, and locals, come see me on my locals. So it's like they use YouTube to get the reach, especially celebrities stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then they use locals to go get the deep stuff, the connection. Hmm. I, I, I just think that's fascinating. Yeah, that is interesting. It um. Well, I I don't think it's going to be the end of YouTube per se, but I do think that I'm wondering if we're going to be in about five to ten years of kind of like a weird tech, not like a darkness, but it's just going to feel very very confusing. I, I like okay, so the problem of going on to Netflix, it's where do you find the stuff? Like where it's just so hard to find stuff now, and they know that. I don't think they actually care. They want to keep you engaged. Right? They want you scrolling. Exactly. Exactly. It's so like you, airlines don't want to have a second boarding where the people in coach can board separately from the people in first class. They want the first class people to walk past 
or they want the coach people to walk past first class. There's an aspirational advertisement mm-hmm. by that, right? It's just like, why does why do supermarkets place the most in-demand items all along the periphery of the store instead of right there, right when you walk in? Because they want you walking around. Netflix wants your eyeballs yeah. in the app as long as possible, even if it's an inconvenience to you. Isn't that funny? I think, and I think people are starting to wake up to that. But the problem is, okay, can I go back to your point? The people who are starting to wake up to that, it's the eighty six per, it's the eighty six per per set. Yeah, and we're all I like, don't, wait, this sucks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd be curious to think if, like, if my mom, like, what, like, she, because, like, to me, how I judge things, if it's like truly mainstream, is does Patty Carey know about this? Yeah, because she's and if the she does, of, it is. She's like the last five percent or whatever. Who's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, this is great. I love this. Yeah, thing. Like, she has what's called a real life. Like, yeah, you know? gross. Yeah. <laughs> Go teach somewhere else. And so it's like <laughs> that's. Patty, I apologize. <laughs> no, you're fine. She's she's just happy to be mentioned. That's <laughs> the here's your crumb. Here's your <laughs> crumb, Pat's. <laughs> Here you go, Patty. What you horrible go. thing to say. Yeah, just not, I, I love know. you, Pat. Sorry, oh, mom. She's so great. It really is. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think we're at least five years out, three to five years before this gets kind of all sorted out. Because, like, you know, what's going to save us? Mm-hmm. There's only one thing that can save us. I know you're thinking I'm going to save Jesus, but no, Apple's. Three thousand five hundred dollars. Oh can you Vision believe it? Pro. Oh gosh. Put it on my face. Ugh. Let me never see my kids except through pixelated lenses again. What if you could walk around and with that, with the cameras mounted, you can see. You only see the world through the cameras mounted to the thing, and then you're like, "Oh my gosh, my kids are so ugly." Filter, filter, filter. <laughs> Ooh, my daughter's my my son looks better in sepia. <laughs> I was like, I look at the daughter first. Like, wait, no, wait, wait, change it. Change it. Yeah, change, change it. There's too much baggage there. Uh, also, this wall is thin, and my girls can hear me. I'm sure I owe a lot more money into our new dog fund. Every time I cuss, I make they make me pay five dollars. Um, I mean, I don't pay anything. And then every time Shannon cusses, it goes down a hundred dollars. They don't like that at all. <laughs> One time, Shannon like slammed her hand in the door or something, and she's like, "That son of a bitch!" And then the kids are like, uh, "Mom, no." They get more upset at her than they do at me. Cussing Shannon is my um, favorite Shannon. Yeah. I remember what I was going to talk about. This is more about podcasts and like how, like, it's interesting though. I do think that downloads are, on podcasts are way more valuable than YouTube or Instagram views. Mm-hmm. I, 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 th- I think that's interesting, mm. which is like, what. Is a listener worth? I would argue that a pod that a podcast listener is actually worth more because they're strongly identifying like ever like the exact opposite problem you have with not with sorry it's it's like the inverse of TikTok. Everyone can tell yes. you the name of the podcast. They can tell you about their lives, where they went to college. Like I mean, our our listeners can tell you so much about us. Part of that is our is our fault. But like that's true with a, with a lot of podcasters. My my favorite thing is the people that came up at Seek and they were like I, I would say probably seven to ten people said, Hey, I know I'm your parasocial friend. And then they would say <laughs> and I'm like, they're referencing parasocial, which is Miss Ruby's amazingly horrific sad podcast. But, like, they know that, like, it's all this thing, and it's so fun. Like, this is why the Discord and talking to people like Rebecca and Brianna and all these other people, it's so funny 
because some of them know me better than me. Yeah. Right. Like they're like, yeah. no, you said this. And I'm like, I don't even remember that. And they're like, you said it. And I was like, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Look at me evolving. Right. Thank you. So it's just beautiful and crazy and wonderful. But that's where you realize like there's, uh, they're not invested podcast listeners in general who follow shows in general are a different type of fan base than someone who's just scrolling because it's really hard to just scroll that's, podcasts. that's true yeah usually yeah. when you're scrolling you're looking for something in particular yeah like i don't think podcasts will ever be the like dominant form right of media but i think it will be a very good form of yeah. media which do is you, what kind of keeps it pure this is oh, i love podcasts so much I do too. I really so do. Good. I really do. Do you know what's funny is number one, that website clout. But it's funny when we maybe three years into the show when we were probably peaking, right? All the other podcasts that came up came out, you know, we're a Catholic this, a Catholic men's that, a Catholic young adult this and that. All these yeah. shows came out. And I remember this is a this is that part where maybe I was cutting edge or maybe I was like, you know, just behind the cutting edge. But there was a huge amount of people who were like, You have to listen to this podcast. They're the next catching fox. And I was like, Oh dang, let me listen. And I remember listening. I subscribed to him. I liked the show. I'm not gonna say the name of the show. And it only lasted from that day on, only like eight episodes. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, they'll be back, they'll be back, they'll be back. And they never came back. And then I remember, there were probably a dozen shows that got started that people were like, dude, they remind me so much of you and you and Luke. They're like just guys having a conversation. Yeah. They're funny as hell. You know, it's a late night conversation. It's a bunch of 22 year old guys. They're not married. They have these like really funny office quote show thing, but for Catholics. And I would listen to them and they really are funny and they just went nowhere. And I was like, how the heck? Are we still standing? Can I on can, a cane with a walker? True, it's the power of Christian friendship, isn't it? Well, I think I think that is part of it. I mean, I will be honest. The other thing is like, charismatic renewal and a glad tambourines. Go there's on. that too. Yeah, <laughs> give me felt or give me death. <laughs> I think give me lace. We really love the medium. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. absolutely. Like, like, and I, I think that may, and I don't know. I don't want to speak for those people. Who, I, I'm sure those people who are doing stuff on, on Instagram, they're doing great stuff. And I'm sorry that I was being a cranky old, like old yeah. man. So yeah, and I'm not referencing Julia. Instagram at all. There's so many influencers. So many no, yeah, they probably have way I'm more like, clout and way more. Yeah, but, way, they, way, but they don't exist to me because I'm never on. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? I don't know. Like, <laughs> and then I, I meet them at this Catholic creator thing. And I'm sure like, there was. Oh, I'm sure there was a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but the funny thing was i met these people i'm like holy crap you have a bigger audience than i ever did but it, it's just it's not my world so i but i, I will say that like an instagram yeah. audience is not it's not like worth what like that's the, that's the thing of like okay you have a hundred thousand on people who who follow you but like i'd be curious to know how much they are like i'm taking home like that this is work i'm yeah. i'm tr kind of like i don't want to say what i think we're doing right now or what i'm what i'm like edging towards which is like I'm getting a little bit too like, well, let's just see who's really the best, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. I want to, I want to, let's, it's, it is coming out of me, but <laughs> vanity and it, pride. It, it, exactly. So I want to back off of that, but I, I, I will say that I don't, I'd be curious to know how many of them, and this is kind of one of the problems with like content creation in general, really love what they're doing. As yeah. in like, would you like, to me, 
this is like playing in a band. I think playing in a band takes a lot more skill, a lot more artistic yeah. ability. You know, I'm not trying to say we're all on that, that like on like that level. I am saying that though, there's thing of like, I like doing this. Like I actually like podcasting. I love yeah. this medium. I won't ever stop doing this with you in some way on a, like on a shape or form. And I will always be listening to podcasts. I mean, I, there are times when I, it, it definitely has waned more over the past, I'd say, five I mean, years or so than it, than it did during the first. Because I was having the podcast, from, I would say, from 2008 to around 2000, till we, till we started 2015. Yeah, and it ebbs and flows. It does. Right? It does. Like, there'll be times yeah. where I'm all into books, all into audiobooks. Exactly. And then it's like the revenge of the podcast. I think one of the reasons why we're still doing this is because we love it. Like we don't. It's it's not about like it's not the platform. It's not the influence. It's not the. I mean, I love all of our listeners. I truly do. I love you. I actually yeah. really miss. But it's the actually Discord. the medium. It's the medium that I love. It's this. Yeah. I love doing this. I mean, I don't even listen to our. I mean, I listen to like maybe ten minutes of our last episode. I will if it's very funny. Yeah. Or I want to like you know. I, but like, I just like doing this, and it's kind of funny because I fell in love with the medium before I did it. For mm-hmm. year, I think that's yeah. that's that's an that is another a reason why I think we were able to like weather hit the way we did was because like we spent seven years preparing for it <laughs> by listening to all these shows and thinking how would yeah. I do this how would I you know like one of the biggest insights I ever learned when it comes to media was from when I took a comp class at Franciscan during I was I think fall of my freshman year he's like here's the best thing you can always ask yourself is anything that you do anything that like you watch or anything that like you watch consume ask yourself how could this be better Mm -hmm. and i think i i've just always done that i mean after i heard that i I did that with everything that i would uh, that i would consume and i did it with podcasts and i think that's what allowed us to um seamlessly on top of like just our our own personality types you know we we like to speak ad hoc so that really is in our um, favor with this but there was like a love for this thing and we were so deep in it that when we started, it didn't take all that long for us to get going. And there's yeah. the fact that you spoke and I taught and all this other stuff that like, like, like that does better does it, play yeah. into that. But I, I think I do think it's really interesting that like, we're, I honestly think for the, I think let's take the, let's pretend that the ADHD stuff isn't there and they're able to easily do things that like we want to do, which by the way, you had a tweet, today that i was like this stop trying to be so dramatic it's just it's just your adhd it was about why don't i want to read up like read like your scripture lord what is really i'm all wrong with my heart i i i started a tweet but then i stopped because i had to take i had to take everly over over like daycare that's gonna be like it's because your brain can't function <laughs> like, like it has nothing to do it with functions like, but in a non-typical way luke yeah that's what be I'm like, not neurotypical okay <laughs> Why do you mock me, Lord Homer? It's a waffle. Um, <laughs> no, but religious. <laughs> um, oh shit! Damn it! I did it again. This is like what, what, what was I saying? Take the ADHD out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And you and I. Okay, I think we'd still be doing it if if we oh, never yeah, really yeah, gotten yeah. big. We would still be doing this because we we just it's been so much fun. I mean, yeah. I won't ever forget the first one we did. It was like having a. It was like. Yeah, electrifying. I mean, I I need to have a cigarette. I, I I honestly, yeah, I like. I remember being outside. I stood on top of a bench and I um I like had a cigarette and I was like, that was incredible. <laughs> that was incredible. You know what's funny? I wonder how many people who have been listening to the show for a long time are like, 
uh, is the fifth time I've heard that story. Luke selling <laughs> the cigarette. And duck, I, I know. You know, know. Uh, walking around in the cold air. It was beautiful. <laughs> you know. All that, oh, are you going to talk about Arlene Spensley next? Our first interview. And, <laughs> there we uh, go. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get any more self-referential, only because that's all I want to do. But yeah, so I yeah, think, we are we are going down the road. Sorry, everyone. I Sorry. Think, I think the medium is the message stuff matters. So I, I, under the the game theorist, in one of the videos, I commented the medium is the message because when you when when the platform favors certain things and so they just sunset youtube stories um renee ritchie was just interviewed by um think media a guy from think media think media uh, whatever they're a bunch of evangelicals who it's a for-profit company they but they're all just christians so they're all friends and they develop all these like youtube stuff but they interviewed renee ritchie who's a tech youtuber that i followed for years a mac guy an apple guy who was hired by youtube and so people are like, and he's a YouTuber as well as being hired by YouTube. And they're like, tell us about the algorithm. And Mr. B says this, replace the word algorithm with audience. Oh, the algorithm didn't favor me. The algorithm didn't, you know, push my show. And it's like, no, it's the audience. The algorithm exists to get people watching videos. That's a good point. That's a good and point. And then the guy, that's a Mr. B's quote. And then a guy yeah. said to him, well, so when people complain about the algorithm, they're really complaining about their audience. And he's like, absolutely. And he goes, well, what about stories? And he goes, YouTube is concentrating on shorts and then regular content. So stories is gone now. What, what, what was stories? Stories was whatever the hell YouTube was trying to do to copy Facebook and Instagram and oh, okay. Snapchat. And it's like, that doesn't, you know, we found that it didn't really have market traction and blah, blah, blah. So we're setting it and it's like, yeah, yeah. Like this is one of the 500 failed experiments of Google <laughs> that that no longer exists because it didn't make sense on the platform. How much of this do you think is actually just this is how Google is? Oh yeah, Google's I th- just going to chase what like Apple creates, Google chases. I feel like yeah, is, is I think that right. Google's well, Google's big thing. I don't know if you could put in these entire companies in just like one word descriptor, but fair, uh, fair, fair. If I would, it be Apple. Hey, Google. Hey. <laughs> and then Microsoft, <laughs> but <laughs> we're still worth billions. Yeah, but Google still uses us. <laughs> Google's big thing Excel, is Excel, um, mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Google's big thing is fail fast. Right, that's always been a part of their culture. So they're not afraid of failure. It's just like fail fast. Do the things. Find out what works. Find out what doesn't work. Sometimes that's the only answer. You know what does work. So. It's interesting. You see that infecting YouTube culture in a lot of different ways. But um, I will say this. At the end of the day, I wish I had more money because I'd rather have YouTube premium than anything else. I got off of that. Agreed. Now I yep. went back on. Agreed. Um, yep. I, I have to wait out certain money, financial things, which is just atrocious for me right now. But, uh, oh, yeah, life, the burdens of life, right? The monetary burdens of life. I've never, I, I you know, me and Shannon have been in some tough times. but And we're not, it's funny. It's like we are and we aren't in tough times. The new job enables a level of freedom that I otherwise would never have and and income, but it's like feast and famine. And right now I'm like waiting for the month to jumpstart and stuff. So I mean, it'll get better work outside of work, outside of work. So third job, Gomer. (laughs) But, but you know, what's like, here's your eyes. My eyes are so big. We are communicating over video and I'm far away and you guys can't even I'm gonna see this. The, but what you're doing though, that's like what most creators do. Yeah. 
you know, like I remember Chris Hardwick talk, t- talking about Chris Hardwick talking about this a couple of years ago in, with a book he wrote called The Nerdist Way. He's like, listen, mm-hmm. here's how like I do my life. It's like pretend that you have like a mall and the bulk of your malls have your really big stores. There's one big store and there's a store that's a little bit tinier than that. And you have like another one that's a little bit tinier than that. And then you have a bunch of just tiny ones. It's like, that's how I am able to do what I do. I've got my one big thing. I, then I have my second big thing. Then I have my then I have my third big thing, and all these other tiny little little uh, things. That's what most creators have to do. And the danger of pushing out the middle is you get rid of the second and the the third thing. So your creators then may have one big thing, but they have to have like a thousand, like you know, like I I mean I've I have think I've um if if we decided to just like just do catching foxes i'd have to get six different other jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to make we are just gonna things. do catching foxes okay let me go get six jobs <laughs> exactly no but that's like that's what you know it would have to that was our big thing we have to you know like and in the past i mean i, I know i've talked about this before so i apologize but like i like all we needed to do was just i could have gotten like a sub job on the side if if, if it was just me i could have used catching foxes income and worked 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 as a sub and been completely fine and now that just wouldn't be possible because for us to grow we'd have to like i mean if to get to where we were or where we or to to or to, to try to like increase we'd have to do so much work and that's what i think is really um difficult going back to those like going back to the five forces is that content is incredibly competitive and if you make it more competitive, it's not necessarily that the cream is going to rise to the crop because you're actually like it's almost too competitive. Yeah, you, 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 there's only going to be three or four main creators now. It's going to be oligopoly. Yeah, and that's going to be like and, and if and like oh here's another point I really wanted to bring. I'm I'm, I'm going to go back to this. I think one of the things that like really sucks now is a lot of the content on YouTube. In order for it like sucks. It's not interesting. I don't. I don't think what like on the. I don't like. Okay, this is a bit of old man, you know, screaming at cloud. I got good that you can acknowledge that. I don't think what Mr. Beast does is interesting or valuable. I think it's really dumb. <laughs> Why? Because he's comparing like a dollar burger to a thousand. I know they're burger. so stupid. It's just for the. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. so I, I was like, are yeah, you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. But and, and like and just like a lot of the um, I used to like um, love thing like there was a time when one of the big one of the biggest I hate the, I don't know like exactly what you'd call it but like commentary um, things on YouTube was coming from Red Letter Media, which was they were like a bit yeah. of an analysis, a bit of like let's like dissect the uh, whole thing, and then it kind of went you almost like had like theory culture, which was great before things got ruined. Yeah. In terms of like, they just didn't end well. Things like Game of Thrones or Star Wars. And now it's like kind of a weird mix of it's just like a recap yep. culture with here's some like here's some like rumors. And it's just nope. not very not interesting. Remotely. And I will say this also, and, and I, we should probably wrap up the show here. But my biggest thing about like content when it gets stale, you begin to see things like the reacts videos. And a lot of the reacts videos are not good mm-hmm. reacts videos. Yeah. They're not like, oh my gosh, I was amazing. Oh, blah, blah, blah. They're not adding any value. Yeah. It's like, here's a video I'm going to play and just do this. 
You know who does that a lot is the the Daily Wire people like uh, Ben Shapiro. They'll show him a funny clip and he'll go, yeah, true, true. You're like, there's no value out there. Go reshoot that and, and contribute something. So it's stuff like that. that but there's so many of those reacts videos that are cheap likes. You know, they're cheap uh, hits, cheap things. And I hate that. Yeah. But I will say there's the a crazy video called the most hated person on TikTok. Should actually be called the most hated person on Instagram. And it's uh, the YMH highlight show. Uh, that's Tom Segura and his wife, um, Christine. Christine. This is the most hated. I just sent it to you via text. It's the most hated person on t- <laughs> the. I saw. It. I can I can I just say one more quick thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. I, I promise. Is and we'll do a reaction video. <laughs> Conan O'Brien said a quote the other day on his podcast that was really interesting, and I've thought about this a ton. That he doesn't really like content that's all about dissecting mm. content because he's saying the only way that you can dissect the thing is to yeah. kill it. And I was like, that's really, really unfascinating. And I don't think he means analyze it as in like, let's, let's take a look at this as we would like, you know, like analyze like a, like I'm a work of literature or something, but just like they, you, here's this cool effect here. Here's the theory here. Or it would yeah. be better if like, you know, I mean, think of like, that's all that star Wars culture is now is just analyzing. It's, it's just, it's just like dissecting yeah. every aspect of it and it's just to me that's yeah. actually killed yeah that's a great line from and the, it's different uh, i can't remember who in the Wait. novel theology said it but dr regis martin would say the modern world is excellent at dissection and analysis but it fails at reunion and synthesis and we're yeah, oh, we're that's great brilliant. at splitting things apart exactly. in order to understand its parts, but we've failed in order to understand the whole and how the parts actually do become mm-hmm. something greater when they're a part of the whole. And it's like it's almost like um and this is I think some of the reason behind Pope Francis using the word ecology and a lot of people in like philosophical circles use the word ecology. Um Pope John Paul II would use the word milieu or environs. You know, it's just like it's not mm-hmm. just this thing. It's the ethos or the atmosphere around the thing, right? And modern man is mm-hmm. so we dissect things, we microscope things, we analyze things to the point where we can't see the value. We only see the dissected, the vivisected corpse, you know? And so, yeah, I remember that yeah. quote from him in that class. I can't remember who said it, but yeah. That's a it's probably like Oscar Wilde quote. or something. I wonder like if that's that, what, you know. But that's but it, that like it's a great quote. Yeah. That's the problem with all this stuff is that it just it really is a whole lot of nothing, and it's not adding any of like I don't know. It's why I I just I think it's one of the reasons why I've never really I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to criticize what Mr. Beast does. I just I don't I don't know. Okay, this is why I've never yeah. found it interesting, or I've never watched any of his things all the way through because I'm like I don't like what is <laughs> yeah, this? What, what am I supposed to get from and. It? So, like, I, I, one of the things that I'm, I, I think is going to really, uh, really, not only like hurt YouTube, but hurt my, my enjoyment of YouTube if the content is now just going to be extremely, if it's going to lack any, t- any type of substance. Cause it's, to me, it's at its best when it's adding value yeah. to your life. And if it's not, yeah. what's the point? And the game theorists, one of their critiques was, have you ever noticed that when in the video 
why is YouTube boring was, have you ever noticed that everything on YouTube now is every, all, you know, we ate every fast food, every item on the menu at Taco Bell. We ate yep. at every fast food restaurant. My kids watch this guy who goes to the one star and five star whatever restaurant in that town and eats their food and compares them. He's like, I went to a one star Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant and a five star Chinese restaurant. Here's the difference. And so he goes and I'll eat it and all this stuff. And it's funny. And it's, there's really nothing there. And this is the thing that I hate about yeah. these mediums is, and I don't think this about podcasts, but I do think this, it is easy to forget what I just saw and it had, have it not impact my life. I don't want that to be my life, my consumption. Create, don't just consume. Am I right? And we're back to where we've yeah. begun. Yeah. Hold there we me go. close to Tony Danza. Secret style. Thank you, Franciscan University of Steubenville Conferences, for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about the cursing. Joe, feel free to just cut that out. All right. Will you end the show? Whoopsies. Three, two. Uh, <laughs> gladly. No, just kidding. <laughs> will, you please, will you please just watch? Hey, keep it up. Keep it up. You got to make your bones.